What's up? Everybody out there in podcast world, you're listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Tersh Blissett. This podcast is focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. I'm excited for today's episode. Uh, We're going to talk to Richard Fong. Uh, We've had great results and feedback from other episodes that are based on SEO. So we uh, we got Richard to come on and he's going to talk a little bit about setting up a landing page and setting up the perfect landing page. So before we get started, though, I'd like to give a shout out to um, Eric Presley. He gave us a five star review on iTunes. And I want to read his his review really fast. Uh, great content. He says, great content, easy listening. This podcast comes into my trade every now and then, and I enjoy this professional help. Shout out to Eric. Uh, just so happens that uh, Eric, um, he works out on the base sometimes with my lovely wife, who is in the Air Guards. Um, Eric is he works on the air compressors uh, in his civilian life. Uh, I just happen to know that. And just so happens that when I pulled up iTunes, he was the first review right there on the screen. So boom, it's just meant to happen, I guess. Huh? And I believe, uh, am I right, Julie? Julie just happens to be sitting next to me. Uh, Did he take a selfie? Yeah, I thought so. He took a selfie with my truck last weekend during drill. So I posted it to Facebook. So uh, Eric, your 20 bucks will be in the mail. I appreciate all that. So (laughs) nah, kidding. I don't have 20 bucks to give you, Eric. Just kidding. Anyways, uh, I'm going to preface this episode with if you like this, if you get some value out of this episode, I really want you to do something for me. I don't get paid for this, but I really enjoy giving back to the community. Um, I really, I really like talking to people about our industry and about how to make service industry a better place. So it's what I, why I do this all the time. Uh, it's 11 o'clock on the dot and here I am editing this, this episode and I just, it's a labor of love. But if you find value in this episode, if you do me a huge favor, Take a screenshot of it and uh, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it. Uh, I'll share it. I'll share your content. You can we can mix and mingle some followers and uh, hopefully get some more people to learn about this podcast and really just help them improve in the industry. Uh, next week, I think that. Don't hold me to this, but next week I think we're going to talk more about automation and what happens in within my business and how uh, Julie and I we really uh, automate our days and we can get so much accomplished in each day. That's next episode. This episode we're going to talk about landing pages and how to create the perfect landing page. So, with that being said, I'd like to introduce to you Richard Fong from blissdrive.com. Welcome to the show, Richard. 
Hey, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about the three must-haves for the perfect landing page. So uh, we oftentimes talk about landing pages as kind of a a side note or a, just like a, a footnote in the entire SEO game, as you uh, it could be called. And whenever we are planning out our perfect SEO strategy, uh, the sometimes the landing page is neglected. Sometimes I uh, even see where people just send everybody to their homepage, which is not good either. Uh, so we're going to talk today about those three must-haves for that perfect landing page. And But before we get started, uh, I really want uh, Richard to explain a little bit about how he got to where he is now, because uh, he wasn't originally from uh, Orange County, California. He he was he's transplant there, and uh, I, I find the journey there uh, pretty exciting. There, yeah, thank you. So yeah, I, I uh, actually was uh, born in Shanghai, China, and then I uh, moved to uh, Kansas, Olin Park, Kansas, when I was eight years old, and kind of learned English, you know, there and and grew up uh, there until I was twenty one, where I then. Uh, moved to California, uh, went to UC Irvine and graduated there with an economics degree. So yeah, that's, that's kind of been, uh, where I've been and you know, where I am now. Did you uh, always yeah. know that that's what you were, what you're doing now is what you, is that what you've always wanted to do? Uh, you know what? No, at, you know, when, when you're a kid, there's no, well, when I was a kid, there's no SEO or, you know, that's not a <laughs> digital marketing. I, I remember I was, used to, Get on AOL, right? You got mail. Oh, yeah. That was the most exciting part of the day, right? So mm -hmm. back in the days, there was nothing like that. That's why even when I got the economics degree, um, I wish I knew about the internet and how you know it's going to transform the world. Right. Uh, I would have studied that, but they were not teaching that. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, this is something I kind of uh, evolved into as I was looking into uh, creating my own websites and you know, business and lead gen, et cetera. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Bliss Drive. Yeah. Bliss Drive is a, uh, we specialize in search engine optimization for mm -hmm. small businesses, right? So what we do is we um, look at small businesses like HVAC, um, home services, and we look at uh, where they are on their website, their maps, anything that actually generates leads for them, um, builds reputation for them, and then get them more calls. Cool. So have you heard or seen, uh, this is kind of off topic, but the, there's conversation out there that SEO is dead or is dying. Have you heard that? I mean, I, I, we oh, both yeah. know that's not true, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people, I think the people who says that is typically trying to pitch you something else that they're selling. Mm, right. Yeah. But uh, obviously, you know, how can SEO be dead? Uh, as long as Google is around and people are, are going on to Google, SEO is never going to die. Right. Because someone's always ranking on the first place and they're doing some SEO to get there. Like someone's always getting on top. So that's that's just nonsense. You know, it's um, Google actually has more search volume or more more searches start on Google than anything else. They don't go on uh you know, Facebook, they don't go on any other social media or anything else. It, it starts on Google. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I agree 100%. Uh, would you say that anybody, 
the people who may be pushing the SEO is dying, they are trying to get you to use more pay-per-click. Do you, do you do any pay-per-click yourself or like, um, uh, Google local services or, um, LSA? Yeah, I actually do not do pay-per-click. I focus strictly on SEO. Um, yeah. And if you want to think about pay-per-click, right? Uh, I, I, you know, some typically pay-per-click gets about two to 5% click-through rate. So out of a hundred people who are searching for your services, uh, two to 5% will click on two to five people will click on an ad. Okay. And that ad could be like $10 a click. That, right. that doesn't mean they're calling you, but it's just, you know, uh, depending on the marketplace for HVAC, usually it's around that price. Right. Um, that means if you think about it, 95%, 95 people are not even clicking on the ads. They're going straight to the organic, uh, looking at what Google is serving up, what Google is preferring for them. Okay, so that's a huge market. Uh, you know, if you're doing well on pay-per-click, then you should definitely get on SEO just because, you know, there's there's a big market that's not even clicking on the ads. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. Cool, so let's get, let's start, dive right down into uh, the, the three must-haves. So the first thing that you, you must have for a perfect landing page, what would, what would that be? Yeah, so the first thing that any landing page should have is a call to action, right? And actually, you would have several call to actions, okay? And and uh, I'm going to jump to number two and three, and I'll come back to okay. why we should have the call to action. Uh, the number two thing that you should have is actually catering the landing page to what the search, uh, the user or the searcher is looking for right so you were you're alluding to that you were saying hey a lot of times people are just sending traffic to like the home page which is not specific to what they're looking for right mm -hmm. if someone's looking for like uh, a heater repair they don't want to land on uh, ac repair or they don't want to land on anything else other than what's their problem right so you want to figure out what you're actually targeting who you're targeting and and having that page with the images with the right elements to it Okay. And then number three is social proof, right? So they want to make sure that you're legitimate because um, uh, if you think about it on a landing page, when someone's searching for a home services, they're not going to take days and days and weeks. It's not like they're searching for their vacation and planning it out, right? They're, they're looking for results. Uh, they're looking for someone to come over, give them estimates and, and, and maybe, uh, and do it that day. Like, you know, Max Dale spends like five to 15 minutes. Okay. So that's why your number one call to action is super important, right? So knowing uh, what they're actually, so understanding what they're actually looking for mm -hmm. um, and having the right credibility is very important. And then when, with the call to action, you want to have a phone number, but not just a phone number. You want to have a phone number that's clickable. Uh, so on mobile, they can click through, um, but associated with a phone number, you want to give them a reason to call, right? So um, something like, hey, we'll give you a free estimate on your AC repair, where we'll give you a, you know, discount, et cetera. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Another type of call to action is, Hey, uh, here's a coupon, go ahead and download it. Give us your email. Right. Or another call to action would be like, go ahead and chat and we'll give you a, a price list or an estimate of what we, uh, what we can offer. So all those ideas are kind of call to action because essentially what you want every visitor to do is take the next step, which is reaching out to you. If they bounce, go to the next uh, vendor that that means ninety eight percent time they're never going to come back, and you're done. And, and even a really good converting website it, it gets about you know one to two maybe 
uh, 3% conversion rate. So wow. having great, strong call to action is very important uh, on the website and understanding what the psychology of the user coming in, the visitor coming in is very important as well. Hmm. Cool. So does it matter where the call to action is on the landing page? Yeah. So obviously you want to have your phone number nice and, you know, nice and bolded on the top initially. Um, typically what we like to do is we like to have that phone number scroll down with you. So you have the top menu. Um, and as they're scrolling down, look, checking you out, looking at what you can do, uh, looking at if you're, you're good, uh, that phone number follows, right? And then as it goes down, uh, you'll have maybe a form as well so that you could say, okay, go ahead and fill out the form and request a, a estimate, et cetera, um, at the bottom, but the phone number on top. I will even put the phone number in uh, the title of the website. So sometimes people may not even want to click through to the website itself, but if they see the phone number on the title, you know how when you're on the Google search engines, uh, you sometimes you see phone numbers. That's a smart move because oh, cool. they, they may not even click on your website. They just want to call somebody. Yeah, like instantaneously. They, yeah, they just want exactly. to Yeah. And then would you say that it's important to have a different call tracking number for each landing page? For sure. Okay. Um, it, well, it depends on your camp, like how okay. aggressive you are in, in setting up your campaigns. If you're uh, targeting specific uh, uh, campaigns or specific advertising, yeah, you definitely want a different tracking phone number for every um every campaign that you have, you know, people, some people get a little attached to their phone numbers, but yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, just use it up, use as many as you can. If you're tracking, if you're doing a lot of campaigns. Absolutely. Cool. Um, and so then moving on to the second number two, uh, the, you're catering that page to the, to the specific people. How do you, how do you cater? Do you like run two of them side by side and then you test that one? And then how long, if you do that, how long do you yeah. test it? Well, I, I, I don't want to get, for most people, um, A-B testing is not very practical. And, okay. and here's why, right? right? So uh, if, you're, if you're doing $10 a click, you know, how many, how many times are you going to drive traffic to it and A-B test it and, and realistically? Right. Right. It's not, you, unless you're driving like 300 uniques, uh, 300 visitors to your website, like uh, in a short amount of time where you can get some uh, significant data results and you can see which one is working. Okay. It's usually not going to work that well. It sounds nice in theory right? Um, and it might work better for like an e-commerce or a, kind of a national uh, company. But for more of a local company, I would just, you know, I would uh, just have the page, look at the top guys, look at the top advertisers and see what's on their landing page to give you ideas. Because Obviously, there's something there that's like driving um, driving traffic and conversions for them, right? And then what I would do is um, I would try to avoid using stock photos, right? I would use your own messages and your own photos. So if you're talking about um, a certain brand mm -hmm. of uh, air conditioner, mm -hmm. have a picture of you guys fixing it, you know, and say, hey, we fixed this brand and, you know, we, we know this deal and, and, and go ahead and call us, right? Um, that, that would be what I would do and just having that picture and then work with that. I like that. And, and I've always believed in doing away with stock photos. Um, yeah, sometimes sure. you need a, a, a photo to stick there, but then as soon as you can, as soon as you can figure out a way to get, uh, a, an image of your yeah. team to replace it, do that as soon as possible. That's right. And I would go one step further. 
um, if we're moving above beyond the, the top three, right? I would have actually a video mm -hmm. uh, of even the owner or the team just talking because at the end of the day, they want to know like, you know, you're going to come to their home mm -hmm. and they're going to have you. So there's a lot of trust involved. So a, a lot of times I think home services, they don't think about that. They just think, oh, I, I fixed the mechanics of something and that's it. Uh, but if, but trust is quite involved in, in, into this business. So if they can see you in video, if they can see the owner talk and see the owner's sincerity, um, that's going to carry a lot of weight. And the only, the best way to do that is through video. And it's very easy. Actually, you could just have an embed, uh, have a video on, in YouTube, embed uh -huh. that into your landing page. And then YouTube is actually owned by Google. So you're actually, uh, supporting Google and Google likes to rank stuff that has YouTube videos embedded. Oh, um, cool. So you're, you're kind of, you know, taking out two birds, one, one stone. Do, when you do that, do you make it unlisted? Um, no, you can matter? list it as well. Yeah. You could, you could totally have it public, optimize it for, you know, this type of repair, uh, in the city service plus the location, um, and then have it embedded into that landing page. So imagine you have like, 30 videos based on the different types of products or different types of uh, locations that you're actually servicing and, and your competitor has zero, you know, imagine what that's going to do for you. I just imagine business owners getting in front of a camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it takes practice. It's, I'm not going to say it's like super easy and everyone should can do it, but you're it's it's just as hard for your competitors so yeah. if you can do it if you can kind of uh force yourself or make yourself or, or you know just just get out there and all you have to do is do it once and it's leveraged you could use it forever mm -hmm. and that's going to drive conversion and business for you forever i like it so how about the social proof yeah so social proof uh Yelp, even though I know a lot of businesses don't like <laughs> Yelp, right? Yeah. Uh, Cause they're kind of like a mafia in a way. Um, Yelp is still very important. Uh, consumers still look at Yelp. They don't know what Yelp does, you know, in the background, right? But mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for your consumers to kind of just read some reviews, five stars, et cetera. So you definitely want to mind, uh, you know, Yelp is kind of like the double-edged sword. It can hurt you and it can really help you. So mm -hmm. if you can, uh, uh, try to get five-star reviews on your Yelp. So a lot of owners, they they kind of just ignore Yelp. Uh, and then or mm -hmm. certain, okay, so there's two type of owners, right? The one that really, they know the power of Yelp and they really try to nurture um, Yelp and get five stars. And, you know, they'll go out of their way to remove any uh, one stars, meaning they'll go back, fix the work, refund the money, do whatever it takes to keep their five stars going. And then there are the owners who don't care about Yelp and um, their reviews suffer, right? Uh, because uh, the good clients, the, the the customers that are happy with you, they don't go and, and put up a review because you never asked them to. And then only the angry ones are going out there right. and putting in bad reviews. So you're not protecting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's one, like you should mind your mind Yelp and you should have a active process to getting these positive reviews to not just get more business, but also protect yourself from the negative reviews that could potentially, you know, just doing business, it's, it's, it's bound to happen. Um, but if you can insulate yourself from some of that with a lot of positive reviews, that's going to be very helpful. Very much so. So with those reviews, are we putting them on like the landing page in a certain area or? Yeah. 
Yeah, if you have prominent uh, uh, five-star reviews, you could definitely put it, you know, you could put their logo on your top banner. You can put it all over the map, all over the place, right? However, if, uh, uh, let's, so let's say you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of customers where you're, you're building out your, your Yelp review, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, let that set aside. The next best thing you could do is video testimonials. So when you're at the customer's uh, location, Hey, are you happy with the service? Uh, would you mind if I take a quick uh, video testimony and just ask them a couple questions, you know? Um, uh, and then with that video, that's going to have a lot of proof. You can use that to transcribe and put it all over your website as well. Oh, sweet. Do you find that homeowners are, and people who are clients of, of service businesses are receptive to doing that? Yeah, it's it really depends on how you ask it. Obviously, some people are more shy about uh, more camera shy, and they're not going to agree to it. Um, you, you know, ten out of uh, if you get asked ten people, and then you know, you just two or four people say yes, you still got two or four videos, and then the other ones that don't want to do it, that's fine, that's okay, you know. And then you could offer them some type of incentive, right? You could say, hey, next time we'll give you uh, some type of discount or do something to offer an incentive, give them a Starbucks card, etc. To make that but you know not everyone's gonna say yes but you don't need everyone to say yes you just need those articulate ones that are gonna like shine on the video anyway yeah i agree with that 100 percent. so does it matter with the color and background other than not stock images uh with the website itself well um, yeah with the website or the landing pages or do they need to be consistent or can they be different you know uh, I've seen a lot of different types of landing page works, right? I've seen like uh, modern landing pages, like very contempt, like very modern. They got all the bells and whistles. Convert actually less than just an ugly looking like 1990 built <laughs> website because the 1990 built website looks like someone who may be more affordable. Um, or it might load faster or it might have some, you know, just images that people feel like, oh, this guy I can trust. That's it. Gotcha. Um, you, you know, it, it really, uh, the colors and the designs don't matter as much as the message itself, mm-hmm. right? And what you're trying to convey. If, you, if you're trying to convey as a, you know, this pristine company, um, uh, that's cool. But people may think that you may be more expensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you present yourself as the, you know, one man shop, Mm -hmm. uh, that's cool. Some people may call you uh, because they're looking for a, they think they're going to get a better deal. Uh, But some people may, may not call you because they think you're too, you'll be too busy. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever people have different ideas of thinking about whatever it is. Um, But what I would do is just make sure you can cover, you know, whatever you stand for, Mm -hmm. make sure that's represented on the website itself. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't, don't appear to be fake or appear to be somebody else. They'll see right through (laughs) it pretty fast. Yeah. Don't pretend like you have 20 trucks and then, you know, you're you're answering the phone where it's going straight to the voicemail. Right. And then people are like, Oh, what's this? Right. That's not consistent. Yep. Totally agree. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast and and I know the customers are are the customers. We're talking about customers on our, uh, visiting the landing page. I know that the listeners are, you know, excited that you came on and thank you for sharing that knowledge. If somebody wants to reach out to you and, and Bliss Drive, what's the best way for that to happen? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so check out my website, Bliss Drive, B-L-I-S-S-D-R-I-V-E. So it's like Bliss, like happy and then drive. And then you can also email me, uh, rich at 
blissdrive.com. Uh, and I'll be happy to, uh, to answer any questions. And then we obviously we have our phone numbers there and cool. you know, you can reach out that way. Yeah. Perfect. And I will link those up in the show notes too. And uh, thank you again for coming on the, the podcast and I'm sure that people have questions and if so, we'll, uh, we'll definitely reach out and, and uh, ask those and, and get them all answered for them. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Boom. Thank you again, Rich, for coming on the podcast and sharing all of your knowledge with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have someone who is an expert in a super niche like that. Uh, it's really cool to know things about, you know, a lot of areas within your industry. Uh, but it's also really cool to have to talk to someone who is super focused in one niche area. And, uh, and I feel like that's how Richard Fong and his team at Bliss Drive are. So again, that's B-L-I-S-S-D-R-I-V-E dot com. Remember, if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Without you, there would be no reason to have this episode or this show. So truly, I do appreciate it. If you like this episode, please remember, take a screenshot of it uh, and share it through your Instagram stories, tag me in it. Uh, it's at Tershblissett. That's T-E-R-S-H-B-L-I-S-S-E-T-T. Tag me in Instagram. I'll share it. Um, if I'm not following you, I'll give you a follow. Um, and uh, I'd like for more people to learn about this show and you know, just spread the message. It's really cool um, to hear feedback from everyone. Uh, I get an email once or twice a day. If nothing else, um, it's just an email testing out the autoresponder. That's been like a, a thing for the past couple of weeks, which has been really cool. But anyways, thank you for sticking it, sticking with me to the end of the show. And if you have any questions, don't forget my email address is tersh, T-E-R-S-H, at icebound.us. Click that subscribe, hit the like, if you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, leave a five-star review. Boom. That's it. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk again soon on the Service Business Mastery Podcast. The podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>